the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, my main man, Webb. What up, people? This, I think, is my favorite show of the year. Today, we are doing our fantasy football preview. Webb and I are both junkies. I've been looking forward to this for legitimately 11 and a half months. Webb, are you ready for today's show? I am ready. You sucked me back into this fantasy nightmare, Coop. Webb has been saying since January 1st of last season, he was out, not playing fantasy football this year. He said, Coop, fill my spot in your league. I am not coming back 100%. And then he made up names of guys that would take his spot. Complete lies, fabrications. And then he finally relented and said, I'll be back, Coop. I'm a junkie. Put that needle back in my arm. Like This is what happened, Webb. You're pathetic. I have no words for you, man. (laughs) Because it was so accurate? (laughs) On today's show, we are going to do something a little different than I think how most podcasts or sites cover fantasy football. We're not going to do the ranking of 1 through 12. I think you can find those anywhere. What we are going to do are sleepers, busts, stay away, bounce back, and guys to reach for. I think this gives you a more accurate representation of guys we like and we hate. I think this will help you prepare more for your fantasy league and will help you win your league. Webb, do you agree with that? Yeah, you know, we like to keep it different than, you know, all the other sites, all the other podcasts, all the other blogs, apps, whatever. So I think this is much better, especially for those people who haven't drafted yet and are about to listen to our episode. So you're going to find something a little different and beneficial too. I think most leagues draft Tuesday, Wednesday, And even up to Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week. I think some teams ignore the Thursday night game. I think this will help you win your league. Webb doesn't know anything about winning leagues, but he has seen me do it numerous times. So I think this will be a very informative show for all of our listeners. I won your league back-to-back years. No one remembers this. Uh, Let's go. Webb, we're going to start with quarterbacks this year. There are a lot of good quarterbacks this season. I found this category particularly hard because... There aren't really that, like, you can find a good quarterback, even in the mid-rounds, even in the late rounds. I think quarterback is deep this year. And me personally, I would not reach for an elite quarterback if I could avoid it. I think you're right. And I think that's my strategy going in every year. Um, A lot of people will reach for Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, I think even Justin Herbert. And it's not that I don't want these players on my team, but I just feel like I sacrifice so much depth by, um, by drafting them. And like you said, you can find a quarterback who may not finish much further from their, their performance um, deeper and, and later in the draft. I agree. Let's start with quarterback sleepers. Uh, I really like some of these guys late. I'm going to give you my first sleeper. It's Derek Carr. Every year, this guy's underrated. He's barely being drafted this year. And last year, he finished around Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, and he had more points than Matthew Stafford. Stafford was in Detroit. He's in L.A. now, but I just love this value here. You can get him at the very, in the very last round of your drafts, and he's going to put up top 12 quarterback numbers. And you have to spend nothing to get him. So he's my first sleeper. That's interesting. I had Derek Carr on my list as well. Um, and I actually had Matt Stafford on my list too. Uh, but I think one of my sleepers, uh, just in line with what we've said in terms of waiting, is Joe Burrow, a guy who I know you really like in real life. 
Um, and I think I, I, I'm really confused as to why he's going as late as he's going. Uh, according to Yahoo, his average draft uh, position is just under 114, which is not good. Uh, that would be what? the Is that 11th round? Mid-12th. Mid-12th. That's really late for a quarterback that I think can put up astronomical numbers who didn't even complete his rookie year and who has like what we said is a really dangerous uh, uh, receiver set um, with T Higgins, Tyler Boyd and, uh, and Jamar Chase. So I think he's going to put a lot of numbers out. He's going to have a lot of opportunities to move the chains. Um, They're probably going to be down a lot. So they're probably going to have the opportunity to be slinging the ball he has three guys who can score touchdowns, and that's not to mention him potentially throwing the ball to Joe Mixon as well. I think he's going way too late. I'm really surprised that he was the number one overall pick in 2020. How is he going so late? Must be the injury that people are concerned about. I have Joe Burrow in a different category we will get to later because he is definitely hot on my mind as well. I, th- I agree with almost everything you said, by the way, so 100%. He is definitely a sleeper. I, I have one and a half more sleepers. I'm not going to give out. Keep going. Keep going, Coop. Sam Darnold. I know I am. I'm the conductor on the Sam Darnold bandwagon. Like I, I run that train. But people forget how good he was in college. He actually has an NFL team around him right now. Throwing to McCaffrey, if McCaffrey is healthy, he's going to have eight passing touchdowns to him alone. He's getting drafted after Justin Fields and Deshaun Watson, who might not play this season. He is a, he is a solid offensive line. He has receivers to throw to. I just think that this guy has a chance to be a top seven quarterback and he's not getting drafted. Like the talent is there. The coaching staff is there. I do not understand why no one wants this guy in their team. I love Sam Darnold. Yeah, you're pretty high on Sam Darnold. I'm not as high, but I don't know. I think people are worried uh, with how he's going to do. I think the jury's out as to whether he's good in the league. And um, I, to me, I don't know how he's gonna how, how he's gonna do. To me, it's a toss up. I think he can be really good, or he could be underwhelming. And I think I'm just risk averse when it comes so, to that. And just to be, to be honest here, I'm in a two quarterback league, and in yesterday's my draft was last night. I drafted both Derek Carr and Sam Darnold for my team. My three quarterbacks on my roster, and those two guys are there. So I'm not saying things I don't believe in. I truly believe in these two guys. I, unlike Webb, who lies all the time, I try and give the <laughs> listeners the honest truth. <laughs> listeners don't listen to him. I'm being honest. Um, I won't be selecting Sam Darnold, but I never wanted Sam Darnold. So Sam Darnold to me was a streaming option. Like when you're down a quarterback, um, whether it's a buy or an injury or just a bad matchup, maybe I'd take Sam Darnold on if he had a very favorable, juicy feast on a bad defense. He plays the Jets week one. Who's your next sleeper? That's that's true. Not only is that potentially not a good defense, but it's a revenge game for him, obviously. Um, that is true. Well, listeners, it's up to you to decide. Go with Coop or go with Webb. <laughs> Um, so I mentioned this already. My next sleeper, uh, is Matt Stafford really high on Matt Stafford. Um, this year I've been down on Matt Stafford for most of his career. I think right now in this offense, he's going to flourish. I expect big things from Matt Stafford. I think 
Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby are going to have huge years. Um, Matt Slaff Stafford can slay it like, like the best of them. Um, I think he has the potential to put up anywhere between 4,500 and 5,000 yards this year. Um, it's going to be a lot of red zone opportunities. I'm just big on Stafford. Like he's only, I'll say only in quotation marks, 33. He's been in the league a long time. I think this is the best offensive line he's ever had. And I think the Rams are going to be in shootouts. The Rams uh, couldn't score last year. Like they were one of the lower scoring teams, bottom half. But I think that's going to change this year. I think they're going to focus a lot on offense. Um, and I think Stafford is just going to have a great, great year. I predict him getting like three touchdowns per game. I love Stafford this year as well. Good choice. He's really good. And he has an offensive coach for the first time in his career, really, that's really smart. And they want to throw the ball with him. They brought him in because Jared Goff was incapable of throwing the ball more than 12 yards, basically. And Stafford can do that. And he's best friends with the coach, so he's going to make him look good. So it's a good, good choice by you. Okay, Webb, I have a half a sleeper left. It's not a full sleeper. It's a mini sleeper. It's Trey Lance. I don't think he is going to play often, but he's going to have eight rushing touchdowns this season. And I think to have him as your number two quarterback or in a keeper league in one of the later rounds, just because he'll be the starter next season, I think that is very good value. And I would take Trey Lance. I have another sleeper um, because I'm crazy and I just did too much work. Uh, your boy, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. Yeah, he's going very late uh 132nd overall on yahoo uh average draft position i think he'll be solid now i'm not saying you should draft him as your your qb1 but if you drafted someone like stafford who you're not that high on week to week potentially or you drafted uh someone like jalen hurts uh who maybe you're not that high on then take danny dimes i think danny dimes is going to have some some good weeks this year I think he's going a lot lower than he should. He got um, Kenny Galladay this year, in addition to the receiving core he had last year. They have Kyle Rudolph. They have Evan Ingram. Saquon's back. I think Daniel Jones can have a his best year. And I think he should have his best year this year. It's a lot of pressure on him. He's going very late. I'm interested in taking Daniel Jones late if I don't have a quarterback at that point. Or if I have one that's not elite. And if you draft Danny Dimes, you'll have two quarterbacks that are not elite. So that's smart. Uh, let's move on to the quarterback busts, Webb. You're going to eat my your first, words. I, I will not. Uh, my first one is Dak Prescott. He is going very, very high for quarterbacks. He's the number six quarterback right now on Yahoo average draft position. He's going in the sixth round, the beginning of the sixth. Are we sure he's going to be healthy this year and stay healthy? I just have no faith he'll be able to do that. So I... And as someone who drafted two Cowboy receivers yesterday, I'm terrified of this, but I would avoid Dak Prescott. Who's your first bust? Uh, to me, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts all the way. I want nothing to do with him. His average draft position on Yahoo is uh, 79 and a half. I want nothing to do, to do with Jalen Hurts. Like, I'll think about Jalen Hurts in the 100s. But I'm in no way taking this guy in the eighth round. Absolutely not. Um, I don't believe in his arm. I don't think it's not that I think he's a bad quarterback. I just think he might be a bad fantasy quarterback week to week. 
He'll get you some points on the ground and throw a couple, couple touchdowns here and there, but he might have games where he's throwing 125 yards. I just he don't is, believe in him at all. He's my second bust. So I agree with you. He's on my list. <laughs> I want nothing to do with him. Uh, he is going, like you just said, 80th overall. He's going before ta- sorry, before Tannehill, Stafford, Joe Burrow. Like, I just, I do not want that. I don't think he's that good. He might have some good rushing games for sure, but yeah. like you said, 125 passing yards is believable to me. No, thank you. I don't, I don't want him. Like, and and just to add to the list of the guys that you mentioned, uh, Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Baker, even Kirk Cousins. To me, all those guys I would take over Jalen Hurts on a a week to week basis. I just, no, thank you, no, thank you. Who's your second bust? Sorry. Uh, Kyler Murray. Ooh, interesting. Okay, why? Um, so in terms of the weapons that he's uh, that he that he has, his offense. I don't think the offense improved that much from last year. Even though AJ Green is there, you and I both don't know if he's going to be healthy and going to be the same guy. I think Kyler will get you a lot of points on the ground, get a lot of rushing yards, probably get the most on the team. Uh, unfortunately for my team. Um, <laughs> I have Chase Edmonds uh, in a league for the listeners. But in terms of slinging the football, I think he's going to be inconsistent. I think he's going way too early, just for listeners. Uh, 44th, and 44 is ADP, his average draft position. So that's like fifth round. Uh, he's the fourth um, highest selected running back. So the fourth one off the board, that's before Russell Wilson, that's before Dak before Aaron Rodgers, before Herbert Brady, and the list goes on. Uh, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of his. I think he's going to have some huge games where he probably has 100 yards on the ground and maybe 250 yards in the air, but I just don't know about Kyler going that early. I think that's a reach. I love Kyler Murray, as you know. I would not be scared of him. I believe in Kyler Murray. So Webb and I have a huge disagreement here, and I'm going to be right as usual. Okay, uh, we got some bounce-back candidates. And my first one is a guy you mentioned as a sleeper. So I think we agree. It's Joe Burrow. He has the best wide receiver core in the league. He's excellent at hitting wide open receivers. He's super reliable. You can get him very late in the 12th round. I would, I would love to see Joe Burrow bounce back. So I think he's definitely draftable this season. Uh, bounce back candidate to me. I'm going to love this. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, whose average draft position is ADP is 131.6 that's midway through the 14th round um he is owned i'm sorry he's drafted in seven percent of drafts because people do not like his personality and people do not like him people do not believe in him i think he's a bounce back candidate i'm not saying to draft him or to reach for him but i think that he will definitely do much better than last year because last year was pretty bad and um i think people are going to start picking him up off the waiver wire once they see you know, as the season rolls along, I think he'll be solid. You did that just to troll me because you're a bad person. And I'm going to let that go because Carson Wentz is terrible. And I don't think he plays eight games this year. He's already missed five days because of COVID. And that's the first of what I assume will be many. And uh, yeah, buyer beware, okay? Because Webb is wrong. He's going to, Carson Wentz is going to torment me all season. And I'm already furious at Webb for saying he's going to bounce back. My second bounce back is Lamar Jackson who was the number one fantasy quarterback last year going into the draft. 
He was the MVP in 2019. I just think he's going to have a really solid ground game this year. He's going to run the ball a lot. Mark Ingram is gone. J.K. Dobbins is hurt. So it's Gus Edwards, and I think Lamar is going to realize that he's going to run the ball 20 times a game. So I think he's going to have – he's going to average like 85 yards rushing every game. So I believe in Lamar Jackson this year to bounce back. Can you just give us a hint about uh, a bust, potential bust for you? Sorry, potential bust candidate? I did not because I don't respect Gus Edwards enough to consider him a bust. (laughs) That's fair. Um, Yeah, so you have Lamar as a bounce back. You had Joe Burrow as a bounce back. Um, To be honest, like – those are the only. That's the only guy that I had. Um, okay, yeah, it was a little hard. Uh, yeah, it you was. Do you have some stay away? Do you have some stay aways? I got some stay aways. Some real easy stay aways. I think I mentioned one already. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, I think another one I would stay away from. Teddy B. Uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones made my list for stay aways. <laughs> I think that they're just going to run the ball a lot. Yeah. And my second stay away is Tom Brady just for karma. You don't want that on your team, the bad juju he's going to bring. So I would avoid Tom Brady at all costs. Like, yeah, you're not winning a league with Tom Brady because he's evil. Uh, so I think our last qu- category is quarterbacks to reach for. And my first guy is someone you already mentioned. It's Matt Stafford. He's the number 12 quarterback being drafted on Yahoo. He is going in round 10. I would take him before Justin Herbert, before Tom Brady, before Jalen Hurts, before Stafford. So before Tannehill. So in like round six. So if you take him in round eight, you're laughing. So I think you should reach for Matt Stafford this season. Who's your first reach for quarterback? To be honest, um, I had Matt Stafford. I have a few. Matt Stafford being one of them. I, it's two of the guys that I mentioned, Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow. I think you should definitely reach for those two guys. Um, I didn't understand why Aaron Rodgers dropped uh, as much as he did. I think Aaron Rodgers is someone who you should also reach for. Uh, his average uh, draft position is 60, um, sixth round. So uh, it's interesting. I think that I think he has more to prove this year. I think he's more motivated and potentially his last year in Green Bay. He got uh, Randall Cobb back that I think is very underrated. Um, so it's not solely on Devontae. And I like I and they got who Amari Rogers in the in the draft as well. They might use him as well. So I don't Check see out. how this. Yeah, Amari oh. Rogers around three from Clemson this year. Yeah, so I don't see how this offense is worse. Aaron Rodgers was the MVP last year. He threw the most touchdowns last year. Why is he going so late in these drafts? Why would I take Dak, who I like? I like Dak. Um, unlike Coop. I like Dak a lot. I think he's gonna have a big year, but I'm not taking him over Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was my second. Reach for a guy. I agree with you 100%. Like, he's going at the exact same position as Justin Herbert. He was the MVP last year. He's going to go on a rampage. Like, take him at the beginning of the fifth and just sit back and watch him throw 43 touchdowns this season. Yeah. And run, too. <laughs> for sure. Okay, Webb, do you want to do receivers now or running backs? Your call. Let's do running backs. Sounds good to me. So, we're going to have the same categories. I have sleepers. We'll start with sleepers because I think those are the most interesting. Uh, my first sleeper web, I think, is super obvious to anyone who has listened to this show. It is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I can't quit him. I'm in, I love him very much. 
I, I can't explain it, but the offensive line is fixed. He's the main guy with limited competition. He's going at the end of round two, and I would take him at the end of round one, like with pick 12, 10, 11, 12. And I think you'll be very happy with that. I love Edwards Alaire this season. Glad that you said that because I had him on my bust list. Um, <laughs> sorry, Coop. Not a fan of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, who I think as a player is very good. If you watch him play, like he's very elusive, um, great mechanics, but just not a fan. Uh, one of my um, sleepers is Joe Mixon, who I think is going way too late for a guy who is was riddled with injuries last year. He's only 25. Actually, he just turned 25 in July. But he's a guy who had two straight seasons uh, over 1,000 yards rushing in 2018 and 2019. And he's solid. Like, I think he's a dual threat, running the football, catching the football. Um, and I think he's in a high-octane offense, potentially. They're going to have a lot of red zone opportunities. He's going to be featured a lot, um, catching the ball. Uh, carrying the ball and with those three receivers that give me so much confidence that they're always going to be uh, in the game and always trying to score and I think he's going too low I sorry I think he's going too late I I, I would reach for him I um, he's going after Antonio Gibson unproven rookie Najee Harris Saquon who's coming off a really bad injury I just I, I don't really understand it it might be no, the mix. whole line that that people Sorry. are concerned about. Sorry. Maybe people are concerned about the O-line in Cincinnati. And that's that's a fair um, fair concern. But he's so damn good. I agree with you 100 uh, percent He was he just missed my list, but everything you said is true. Because the receivers there are so good, he's gonna run against like seven man boxes all year, six man boxes. So it's gonna be much easier for him to run. But since he's offensive line being bad, he'll have more space still. So I agree with you 100%. My next sleeper is Mike Davis. He's the starting running back in Atlanta right now. Arthur Smith, Atlanta's new coach, loves running the ball. Matt Ryan is good at throwing to the running backs. He's going in round seven. And I genuinely think he's going to return like round three value this season. So I think that is a gigantic sleeper. He's the only guy. There is no other running back in Atlanta. He's the only guy. So I think I would. I think he's going to have a great season. Huge sleeper. All right, I think we kind of disagree on that again because I have him in my bus list. I like it better when we disagree. It's more fun yeah. for me personally. Way more fun. Because one of us looks stupid, and then in December, one of us is really petty and then brings up how the how wrong the other person was randomly yeah. on a show no one sees coming. <laughs> yep. Listen, I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much more. We'll be talking about something random, and you're like, "Well, you thought Mike Davis is going to be good," and then yep. I feel stupid. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm not huge on I'm not that huge on Atlanta this year, but I'm also not that huge on Mike Davis. I thought teams kind of figured him out. I thought he hit a wall last year, so I want to see how he does uh, now as the, as the starter. Um, but a guy to me that people might say is not even a sleeper, but I really like uh, Chris Carson, who I think is going a little late. Uh, average draft position thirty two, uh, so that's just before the fourth round. I think Chris Carson should get consideration earlier than that second round um he doesn't catch a lot of passes but he's featured in that offense he's he's the guy he's the bell cow that's also going to be a high scoring offense it was last year should be again this year with tyler lockett 
and uh, and DK Metcalf, um, and obviously Russ, who can run the ball as well. They're going to have a lot of red zone opportunities. They're going to have a lot of high scoring games. Chris Carson to me is a beast. Uh, I think he's just going a little late. I think you should. I think you should take him before Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I think you should take him before uh, uh, Antonio Gibson, Najee Harris. Um, I'd probably take him over Saquon. Like I, I just think he's a little low, and I think he was a very good running back last year, and throughout the years, and he's getting you a thousand yards. He might even catch a, a couple of touchdowns as well. I owned him last season, and he was excellent for me. Hundred percent, I agree. I have him in a different category later on, but I agree with you. Chris Carson's excellent. He actually catches more passes than you think, but he is nicked up from time to time. So if you draft him, draft his uh, backup as well. Just a little heads up because I did not do that last year and it affected me greatly. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's move on to some bus web. I love telling guys they're going to be terrible. And that's what I do best. I tell you you're terrible frequently. Uh, this is the guy that the first guy I'm going to say, Webb, is someone I love. And it pains me to do this. And I, I really don't want to do it because it's going to make you so smug. But it's Saquon Barkley. He has no offensive line. He's not healthy. I, I, he's coming off an ACL tear. And all these pictures in Canva are of his gigantic legs. I'm just like, yeah, but can he run through a hole? Is he going to average four yards to carry? And I don't think he will. He might have like five 85 yard touchdowns, but then he's going to have in that game, 90, 90 yards. So I just want nothing to do with him. The first round, I would avoid that. I would take Chris Carson over him. Like you said, no, thank you. Music to my ears, Coop music to my ears. Uh, I agree with you. Saquon was number one for running back bus on my list. ADP is 10.6. Like you said, first round, no business going in the first round. I wouldn't take him in the second or the third. I think Saquon is very overrated. I think Saquon is going to get you huge games in the year, but week to week, I don't know. Uh, I think he had a fantastic rookie year. And I don't think he's been the same player since 2019. Sorry, since, since 2018. 2019, I thought was an underwhelming year for him. And then last year, of course, he got hurt. I want nothing to do with Saquon Barkley. Um, I will never forget that game. I'm looking at it right now. It was November 10th, 2019. He had 13 carries for one yard against the Jets. I want nothing to do with Saquon Barkley at all. Is 13 carries for one yard bad? It's bad, but it's that, not. It, what does that it, average really out to? Zero point uh, like zero one yards a carry. It's really bad. <laughs> that is terrible. It's, it's terrible. And then about a month later against Tampa, not the Tampa with Brady, um, but Tampa with a, 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 an underrated rushing defense, eight carries for 10 yards. I don't want anything to do with Saquon. Nothing. I just want nothing to do with him. Like he's, I think he's a physical specimen. Like you said, like his legs are like tree trunks. It's ridiculous. Um, but I don't know if he can run through holes. I don't know if the O-line is that good. I don't know if the Giants even think he's that healthy. So I agree with everything you said. Stay away. Yeah, reasonable. Uh, my second bust is Najee Harris. I like the player. Uh, Pittsburgh has no offensive line. I think he's going to get goal line work. But he's going in the mid, early second round, end of the first round. I just think he's going to average like three yards to carry. 
he might get like I could see him having a like a stat line of like 65 yards and a touchdown some games, but like that's not worth a first or second round pick to me. Cause a lot of get times that touchdown won't come. I just I don't like him going that early. So I think he'll be a bust. Damn it. We agree. Um, Najee Harris is not on my, is on my bust list. He's not on my do not draft. Like I'm not like saying stay away from Najee Harris, but Pittsburgh, I believe they were the worst at running the football last year. Worst team um, in terms of average yards per game, rushing touchdowns, all that stuff. And they didn't make the offensive line any better. Uh, I think we're going to throw Actively the worse. They got way worse actually. <laughs> so, some. The only thing that makes me want to draft Najee Harris, period, is the talent. And I think the 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 uh, the opportunities he will have, the usage he will have. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to take him. He's going 17th overall average. Uh, second round. No, thank you. Um, yeah, I had him as well on my list. I have others, though. So, I do you want to do the stay away or do you want to have some more busts? Let me do um, – let me do another – Damn, it's a good question. Let me do another bust that you will okay. like. Sure. Uh, Chase Edmonds, who I kept in my fantasy league. And my opinion didn't change since. Like, I thought he would be a bust based on where he's drafted. But because I kept him uh, in the 10th round, I didn't feel as bad about it. Um, so his ADP is 76.8. It's like eighth round, mid-eighth round. Yeah, he wasn't good last year when he filled in for Kenyon Drake. I don't see why he's going to be much better this year, especially like when James Connor can potentially or will take carries from him. But I like him catching passes. And he's a guy that when you bench him, he's going to put up big points. He's explosive and he's going to catch a lot of balls. So I like him for that reason. I just wouldn't take him in the eighth round. So I think he'll bust. He's going to drag your team down to worse than it already is, which I appreciate very much. Okay. So uh, our stayaways, it's a similar type category, but. These guys, I just would not want on my team, no matter what happens. And the first one is any Tampa Bay running back. Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Giovanni Bernard. I have no idea who's going to get touches there, and I want nothing to do with it. One game might be Fournette, then Bernard's going to catch seven passes and a touchdown, and then Ronald Jones takes over. It's going to be terrible to predict, and no, thank you. I'm just I'm I'm gonna not do that on my to my team and risk being furious every week. That's my first day away. I like the way you think, Coop. I agree with you. I had the San Francisco running backs for me as the stayaways. I don't want anything to do with it. San Francisco has 27 running backs on the roster, and they will play 26 of them. I don't want it at all. Um, Trey Sermon is his ADP is 81 and a half. Raheem Mostert's ADP is 79.4. That is insane that both of those running backs are going so close together. It's because people don't know who the hell is going to get the carries. And people are just kind of, you know, just it's just a toss-up. The two running backs should never be that close. There should be a gap between them. But no one knows. I don't want any of these guys. I don't know who I don't know who's going to score a touchdown. I think they're both capable of, of, of doing well. Maybe both can do well in a game, but not for me. No, thank you. Yeah, great minds think alike. I just those like Ones that are not even committees. It's like a complete timeshare where you have no idea. One game, like I just, that's going to kill your team. It's the worst. And not even, it's just so frustrating to own them. 
where if they do great one game and you start them and then the other guy gets all the work, you're just furious and it kills your week. So no. Uh, my, my second stay away is WBB himself, Christian McCaffrey, the number one overall pick. Uh, I did that last year. First pick overall. He played in two games. Then he came back and got hurt immediately. I just don't think his body can put up, can keep up with 350 touches or 300 touches. No, I'm not doing it. He's going to kill your team. He's going to kill your season. When he plays, he will be amazing. But how often will he play? Can you rely on him for 16 games? I have my doubts. So I want nothing to do with that. And I'll so, just say, uh, really, really quick. I have the third pick in one league. I messaged the first and second pick begging them to take him because I know personally I can't resist. And I was like, please <laughs> do this so I don't have to because it's going to be terrible. So that's that's the true thing that happened. Damn, that's insane. That's bold. Uh, I don't have anything that bold. The number one fantasy player uh, selected in in drafts. Um, yeah, that's crazy. But you have a more personal issue with 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 uh, your league from last year. You destroyed my season. Yeah, that was, and that was bad. It's just, do you think he's gonna play sixteen games this year? Do you think he will do that? Maybe fourteen. Which fourteen? I don't know. Well, Exactly. Will he be there in the playoffs? I have my doubts. No, thank you. It's fair. It's fair. Um, yeah. So as a rule to me, like just because a team has a starting running back does not mean you have to draft the starting running back. And I just want to go through quickly three guys that I want nothing to do with. Sorry. Three guys that I think will be bust. We're still in the bust category. Um, We're on the stay away category, but sure. Sorry. <laughs> the stay away category. <laughs> three guys. They overlap so much. Stay away and bust that I forget. David Montgomery on the Chicago Bears, who I do not think is a good running back, and barely made it over 1,000 yards rushing last year, but was fifth overall in the league. I think it's because of all the injuries. I want nothing to do with David Montgomery, especially when there are two quarterbacks there that I don't know how this offense is going to look. Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, I don't know if they're going to be handing him the ball much or throwing the ball a lot. I don't know. Don't want him at all. He's his ADP is thirty two point seven, and he does not deserve that ever. Uh, do you want? Do you want? Do you wanna, I, I agree. One? I do not think he's good. I, I've done two. I all the the San the the Tampa Bay guys and McCaffrey. Those are my two stayaways. So let's okay. hear the rest of your list. I'm ready. Miles Sanders, nothing to do with him. I think he's talented. I think he gets hurt a lot. I think Philly is really bad, and he is definitely not playing anything close to 17 games this year. No, thank you. Don't want him. ADP is 42.9. Nope. I don't want anything to do with that. I want nothing I, to do with that. I will get to Miles Sanders in a different category in a moment. Okay. Give me, give me Kareem Hunt over Miles Sanders any day. Kareem Hunt is uh, being drafted 67, 62nd overall. Miles Sanders is going 20 picks before that. No, thank you. And your boy who didn't even make the list, Gus Edwards. Again, just because a team has a starting running back does not mean you have to draft him. Gus Edwards will not be good. And Lamar is there to take away carries from him. I agree. Gus Edwards is, yeah, he's not good enough to even, I included him on my list. I just don't believe it all. But it's time for running backs to bounce back. And my first name is Miles Sanders. <laughs> He was very mediocre last year. I'm admitting this off the bat. But 
running backs that have a quarterback that can run have typically done pretty well because there's a spy. So they're not focused on them as much. The offensive line is healthy this year. It was not last year. I think the risk at the end of round four is very minimal. I think he could be a top 15 player this season. I really believe in Miles Sanders. I would, I would, I think the bounce back is coming. So I disagree with Webb in a gigantic way there. Hot damn. All right. Um, so I have two. I'll say the second, I'll say my stronger one first. Zeke, Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott on the Cowboys, who had a down year last year. The Cowboys had a down year in general. Um, I still think he can potentially, potentially be top running back in the league. This was his worst season running the football, 2020, 979 yards, which is probably the best season for other uh, running backs. Um, but he's he's been a guy that's gotten a lot of carries. like, And he's going to be featured in this offense heavily. That's going to be throwing the ball a lot. They're going to be in the red zone a lot. Sort of similar to Cincinnati, but I think Zeke is definitely a tier above Joe Mixon, at least. And um, he doesn't get hurt that much, or at least not to miss games. He played 15 games last year. Um, <clears throat> I think he had a really down year last year in a, you know, in a down offense, playing again with your boy, Andy Dalton. So I think it's going to be a bounce back year for him. I think he's going to get 13, 1400 yards on the ground, not to mention the catches. I agree. I think Zeke's going to have a nice year this year. Dak was gone almost all of last season. So I think with him back, uh, Zach Martin is missing the first game of the season with COVID. So that is an issue for them. But I think Zeke is going to have a very nice season. So I agree with you. My next bounce back is a guy that I have been down on for quite some time. But it's Kenyon Drake. He was bad last season in Arizona. But Vegas paid him. Josh Jacobs is constantly hurt. He's going in round 12 right now in Yahoo drafts. And if Jacobs missed time, he could be a top 40 player overall. So I think the bounce back potential is high for Kenyon Drake, especially just receiving the ball in PPR leagues. He might average four or five catches a game, which is nice value there. So I, w- I think Kenyon Drake has a definite bounce back season. My next bounce back, people may roll their eyes, may not see it as a bounce back. Dalvin Cook. People are going to be confused. Like what? Dalvin Cook didn't have a bad year last year. Here's why I think Dalvin Cook is going to be a bounce back candidate because I think last year was not telling for what he could have done. He missed two games. He was hurt all year. Uh, Sorry, not all year, the later part of the year. And I think he's going to be an absolute monster this year. I think he's going for 2000 yards. I think he was going to put up Derrick Henry numbers had he not gotten hurt. And I think he's going to play the full season this year. And I think he's going to put up 2000 yards. So not really a real bounce back candidate because he had a, his best year last year, but he's never played a full season and he didn't finish the season as strongly as he started it. So I think he's going to be a beast. I sort of cheated on the bounce back year, but I thought he, I think he's going to have a big year this year. I, I, I was a little disappointed in how he finished. Hey, Webb doesn't understand what the word bounce back means, but that's fine. We'll teach him later. Uh, Webb. <laughs> Running backs to reach for. My first guy, well, he's my number two on the list, but he's a guy you mentioned already. It's Chris Carson. He's going at the end of round three. I think this is a top 25 running back, top second two-round guy. So that's two rounds later. He's When he produ- plays, he produces at such a high level. 
He's clearly the best guy on this team. He's a, a solid pass catcher. I think Chris Carson is a guy I would reach for at the end of round two, early round three, and never look back. I agree with you. That's one of mine as well. And I sort of touched on another one, Joe Mixon, who I think you should definitely reach for. Um, he's going at um, the end of round two. I think he can go even higher than that. I would, I would potentially take him beginning of round two. Um, so not too much of a drop-off, but in the teens for sure. Um, I would definitely reach for him. I think he's dropping even lower than 22 overall. And, uh, yeah. Very good pick. Uh, my next guy is kind of in the similar vein as yours. It's Jonathan Taylor. I, I just, he's going 10th in drafts right now, 10th to 14th. I think he's going to be a top five fans player this year. Carson Wentz is not going to play that much. Marlon Mack isn't fully healthy. The Colts offensive line is still really good. I'm going to draft tomorrow. I have the third pick. And I am 50-50 between Alvin Kamara and Jonathan Taylor. That's how good I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be this season. So he's a guy I would reach for. Damn. Okay. So here's another one I have. Again, it's a kind of weird one. Austin Eckler, who I think it depends on the league that you're in. If you're in a PPR league, I think he's going a little low. I think 15, uh, 15th overall is low. I think he should be going higher because I think he's going to be featured heavily in that offense. If he's in a, if you're in a standard league, I don't think he should even be, go, be going that high. I think he should drop. So because we are in a PPR league, and I think a lot of people are doing PPR leagues, whether it's half point or full uh, point, I think Austin Eckler should go a little bit higher than um, where he's going, which is uh, just in the beginning of the second round. I think potentially he could go, he could go end of the first. And I only say that because although he's not going to get you a lot of yards on the ground, he's going to catch a lot of balls and he's going to be featured in that red zone. He's going to vulture a lot of touchdowns from the uh, Charger receivers. And I think he's a little underrated, depending on the type of league you're in. I agree. I think Eckler's going to have a huge PBR season. Okay, Webb, it is time for the wide receivers. Uh, there are some guys I really like here. So let's start with the first receiver for me, Cole Beasley. He's going around 13. On the field last season, he, was a t- he just missed being a top 25 receiver. In a PPR league, he's going to catch 80 passes. I think there's huge value there. I would take Cole Beasley. Uh, I think he might miss some games because of COVID, but I think the value is definitely high for Cole Beasley. It's interesting. I know you're a Cole Beasley guy. And you went deep. I think I, right now I'm still a little shallow, but I'll get to the deeper receivers. Um, A-Rob, Allen Robinson, who I've been a fan of, who I think, sorry, uh, who I think is a top 10 receiver in the league. And I think he's going a little low in drafts. ADP is 30.5 mid third round. Uh, He's in a contract year, basically. He's been franchised. He wants to get paid. Still young. He's only, what is he? 28. Just turned 28 in August. Big time receiver. Back-to-back seasons over 1,000 yards. If Justin Fields comes on board, it's going to be monster numbers. Andy Dalton, I think he can still put great numbers up. Uh, he's the guy, and I just think people sleep on him year after year. Like last year, he caught 102 balls. The year before was 98. I think he's a very underrated receiver, and uh, he's a sleeper to me. Good choice. My second sleeper is Michael Pittman. 
He's going in round 13 right now, and that blows my mind. I would take him in round eight. He's the number one receiver on a team with not great receivers. He's the best one by far. He's he's 6'4", gigantic catch radius. I just I think he's going to have a really big year this year. I tricked someone in our league into not keeping him because I am a dirtbag. And I, th- I have no regrets because I definitely want Michael Pittman on my team. Yeah, that's a great pick. Great pick. I was looking at him. He's going super late. Um, another guy like Chris Godwin, 36 overall, fourth round. He's kind of been doing that for the, the last couple of years. Like, I don't think he was drafted that much later last year. Um, we saw what that offense did. He got banged up last year. He was hurt. Um, if my memory serves, serves me correctly, he's also in a contract year. He's been franchised. Looking to justify to uh, the Tampa Bay brass why he should be paid when they're trying to keep everyone together, what are they going to do? So he's going to put up big numbers. I think he's a great, a great receiver. I think he's going to certainly eclipse Mike Evans who also gets banged up a lot and they're being drafted within the same position. Basically Michael, Mike Evans is 35. Chris Godwin's 36, basically drafted back to back. Um, I like Chris Godwin a lot. I think he's going to be great in PPR. I think Tom Brady is going to be slinging it to him. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The only thing is Mike Evans is really a, a red zone threat and he may vulture some touchdowns. A week to week, I like Godwin a lot, and I would definitely reach for him. I will get to Chris Godwin in a little while. I have him in a different category. <laughs> uh, my first wide receiver bust, because we're moving on to busts now, it's Adam Thielen in round six. Justin Jefferson is clearly the number one guy there now. I just don't believe in the health or the role for him. I think, like you said earlier, this offense is going to revolve around Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. And I just don't think Adam Thielen is the same guy as he was three years ago. So I think he will be a bust this season. All righty. My first bust is Tyreek Hill. The first receiver. I like taken. when you get spicy. I like it. <laughs> the first receiver taken on average in drafts. First round pick. I would not take him at all in the first round unless I had the 12th pick and I could get the swing pick. Maybe I consider it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't even know if I'd do it. 9.4 is his ADP. I do not want Tyreek Hill as my first round pick at all. He's going way too early. I think I would take Tyreek, honestly, third round if he was available. Obviously, he's not going to be. But I just don't like the week-to-week anxiety that Tyreek Hill gives you. Um, He doesn't catch that many balls uh, per game. He catches a lot of touchdowns, but... I just think that there's the potential for him to not do that. And I shouldn't even say he catches a lot of touchdowns. He had two years out of the five years he's been in the league where he caught more than seven touchdowns. Seems like a blip to me. He caught 15 last year. The year before that, he caught seven. The year before that, 12. The year before that, seven. And the year before that, that, six. Based on that trajectory, Tyreek Hill will probably not have touchdowns in the double digits this year. If you just look at history, it looks like every other year He has an explosive year and just game to game, man. Like, I just don't know what I'm going to get from him. Like he caught 87 passes last year, which is really good. But I don't know if you're going to get that again. I think Tyreek Hill is more lightning in a bottle and he's just not consistent. He's a speedster. He's probably the fastest guy in the league, Cheetah. Um, But 
No, thank you. Not in the first round. I'm, I feel like you're, unless you have a really good team drafted after that, I feel like that's a huge gamble. I love Tyreek Hill. I would take him at nine, no questions asked. <laughs> I think he's going to yeah. be really good this year. I just, it's all those, like, he might not catch touchdowns, but he's going to have, like, three catches of 40 yards a game. He's just so fast. So, okay, we disagree there. That's good. My next, my next guy is a guy that you love, and I did this personally to take a shot at you. It's Julio Jones in round five. Uh, I don't believe he's going to be healthy. The talent is elite. I think you're getting him in the fifth round strictly because of the health. And if he plays six games, they'll be elite. Maybe. I just want nothing to do with that. I hate when a guy is banged up every week and he's going to play 10 snaps. I just, I want nothing to do with that on my team. So I love Julio, but I don't disagree with you. I, I, I have him as a bust as well. Um, it sounded like you doubled down, like you had him as a bust and a stay away, but maybe I'm wrong. He's a double dare guy. Yeah, 100%. I want nothing to do with him in either category. Okay, that's fair. I'm not huge on Julio this year either uh, for the same reasons you mentioned. And I feel even if Julio was healthy, him not being the guy in the offense, him competing with A.J. Brown for targets. Also, Derrick Henry, big elephant in the room. It's going to take away a lot of... Uh, a lot of opportunities in the red zone if they're if they're giving the ball to Derrick Henry. Just don't want anything to do with Julio, uh, at least not that early. Um, I have a couple more busts. I think receiver was probably the deepest I, I, I decided to dive into this bust category. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, the only receiver in 2020 as a rookie to get over 1,000 yards. We both have a different Minnesota receiver as a bust. That's interesting. Yeah. Stay away from Minnesota, guys. <laughs> Um, Justin Jefferson, who is getting drafted 22nd overall, he is the seventh receiver off the board, um, just before the third, the third round begins. And it makes sense with what I'm saying. I'm being consistent. I think Dalvin cook is going to have in quotations, a bounce back year, even though he didn't have a down year, but he's going to be an absolute beast. And I think this team is going to be a run-heavy team. I think Justin Jefferson had a great year, surprised a lot of people uh, with the amount of yards that he put up. But he still has to compete with Adam Thielen. Rudolph is not there anymore. Irv Smith is hurt. They brought in Chris Herndon. I just think this team is too run-heavy. And I don't think Justin Jefferson's ADP is going to justify the performance. I think he should drop a little bit. I'd take Allen Robinson over him. I would take Keenan Allen over him. just not sold on him that early in the draft. Fair, uh, fair. So I think our bust and stay away categories can kind of blend together. So my first stay away is a guy that you have as a sleeper. It's Chris Godwin, Webb. Jesus. I, I think he loses catches to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's been had a full training camp this year. Tom Brady loves Antonio Brown. They're like best friends for some strange reason, which does not make sense, but they are. I just think Antonio Brown is a better receiver, all things considered, than Chris Godwin. Mike Evans is still going to be the red zone guy, but I think like the first and second round guy is going to be Antonio Brown over Chris Godwin. So I would stay away from that. Damn, controversial. Okay. Um, I don't disagree with you that Antonio Brown's a better receiver. Hall of Fame, or he would have been Hall of Fame bound if he didn't have those hiccups. Um, so good points. My next set of bus or stay away, whatever it's blurred at this point. I'm not drafting a San Francisco receiver. So Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, 
will be on draft boards past me and they will keep passing me. No, thank you. So I literally have as my second one, any San Fran wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> For the exact same reason. I trust George Kittle and that's it in that offense. That's it. Ayuk will have great games. Debo Samuel will have great games, but I cannot predict week to week which one of them it will be. So I want nothing to do with either of them. I agree yeah. a thousand percent. And and I agree with you. They will have great games and they will have great games on someone else's team. Not mine. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, I believe, is going uh, 62nd overall. No thanks. So like potentially you're deciding between Brandon Ayuk and Aaron Rodgers. Nope. I think I'll take Aaron Rodgers, even though it's a different category. You know, you get what I'm saying. Like, uh, I don't want anything to do with with any of those guys. Uh, Debo Samuel, 92nd overall. Not as bad of a commitment as Ayuk, but I think he can do better. Do you have any more bust or stayaways? Because my list is done now. Yes, but it's kind of the same reason. I don't know how these guys are going to do week to week Cincinnati receivers. So they're not busts, but I don't know who to choose. Do I select all three or do I select just one? I don't know how each one is going to fare week to week. And I'm really concerned. Like T Higgins, first guy off the board in Cincinnati. I think he probably does the best week to week because of how he looked last year with Joe Burrow. But Tyler Boyd and Joe Burrow have rapport too. And obviously Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow have the most. But I don't know how those guys are going to do week to week, man. Like, I think all three can do well. I think one can do well and the other two. I don't know who's going to be neglected week to week. It's too much anxiety. I can't deal with it. So I don't want anything. I'm not taking any of those guys. Very reasonable. I agree. I would avoid them as well. Uh, let's, let's move on to wide receiver bounce backs. I think this is a guy that you mentioned earlier, my first guy. It's Randall Cobb. He is not being drafted in many leagues, so you can get him in the last or second last round. He's the clear number two guy in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers made them trade him back to him because he missed him so much. He's barely getting drafted. I don't understand this. I think this is such a a great way for him to have a bounce back year. Huge value. I love Randall Cobb this season. Interesting that you say that. Um, A guy that I have is uh, Michael Gallup on the Cowboys. Didn't have a bad year last year, um, but didn't fare as well as his second year. So he's this is his fourth year going into league. His second year was huge, and people drafted him like crazy. And I think he was a huge bust last year based on where people drafted him. Uh, I think I expect him to have a huge bounce back here, especially with Dak playing. And um, I would definitely target him for sure. Uh, good choice. My next guy is a guy that I don't love, but I think is just good value. It's Jalen Regor. He was a first-round pick two years ago. Last year, Philly's offense was just such a mess. I, I think Jalen Hurts, I agree, is not going to be great this season. But Devontae Smith will be the number one receiver, so he'll be getting the number one corners. So I think Jalen Rager will have an easier time. I think he'll have a decent year. It's going around 13. I think if you take him there or a little bit earlier, you will get good value back. So I think he has a bounce-back season. That's cool. That's, that's fair. Um, Mike Williams. On the Chargers, Mike Will made it. Uh, ADP is 121.9. Give me Mike Williams over Debo Samuel, who's going 30 picks before that. And I'd even feel a little better taking him over Ayuk, who's going like 60 picks before that. Um, I'm not saying he'll have a better year than both those guys, but he's only 26 in a contract year. 
Justin Herbert's supposed to do very well. Um, big body receiver had a down year. Um, in 2019, he caught a thousand yards, his best year. Uh, only 49 catches. He's more of a deep threat. But last year, he only had 756 yards. Missed some games too. So I'm he's somebody I think that could do very well coming back. I like Mike Williams. I loved him coming out of college. It's the injury stuff for me. If he stays healthy, he'll definitely have a bounce back year. But if he doesn't, he'll have more of the same. Uh, good choice, Webb. My, my last, sorry. It's time for wide receivers to reach for. Guys that we believe in more than Yahoo or ESPN do. Uh, I mentioned my first guy already, Antonio Brown. He's going in round 11. I think he's going to be Tampa's number two receiver this season. An offense that wants to throw the ball. Bruce Arians loves throwing the ball. Full off season. I think... As early as round seven, he'll have that kind of value this year. So it's four rounds later. I would reach for him round nine, round eight, and I think he'll produce gigantic value return. Nice. So I said I was going to go deep, and I'm going deep. Brandon Cooks. People are like, why the hell would you take Brandon Cooks with who knows throwing the, the, the ball to him? It's going to be Tyrod. But Brandon Cooks is, to me, one of the most underrated receivers in the league. He's played this game for what seven years. He's only had two years when he caught less than a thousand yards. One was with Jared Goff, so you kind of give him a pass. And the other one was his rookie year uh, in New Orleans. Brandon Cooks is solid. He doesn't get hurt that much. He put up eleven hundred yards last year. It was with Deshaun. I think Brandon Cooks, especially where he's being drafted, he is being drafted one hundred nine, way deep. And I think he can. You definitely don't want him as your number one receiver. That's the 11th round. You don't want him necessarily as your number two, but he's a decent flex position. And I think once they get this quarterback thing sorted out, even if Deshaun doesn't play this year, I think Brandon Cooks is going to be a favorite of Tyrod. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does. Huge pass for me. Huge pass on Brandon Cooks. I want nothing to do with anyone on Houston. My next guy is Cooper Cup. He's going at the end of round four. In a PPR league, I would take him at the end of round two, early round three, and never look back. Stafford's going to throw the ball. I think Cooper Cup is better than Robert Woods, although they're both great. And I think Cooper Cup is going to have a great year. I really believe, man. I think he his injury history is concerning, but I really love Cooper Cup this season with Stafford. Interesting that you said that because I had Robert Woods as a guy that I wanted to reach for. The bottom line is, listeners, take the Rams receivers, take Matt Stafford. Um, these guys are being drafted very closely. Cooper Cup, ADP 43, Robert Woods, 44. So a couple picks between them. Actually, one pick between them. Uh, I think Robert Woods is going to have a great year. I think Stafford's really going to lean on him. I think Cooper Cup's going to be great as well for PPR, but I think Robert Woods is going to have some really big games. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Rams offense at least we'll see what happens okay web let's move on to tight ends now uh my sleepers i went really deep with these sleepers for tight ends because i think tight ends is an interesting position i think a lot of guys are solid for the first time in a while usually there's like three tight ends and the rest are junk i think there's a solid group now where you if you draft one late you're still okay so i went even deeper than normal my first guy is gerald everett it's going in round 13 Russell Wilson likes throwing tight ends. Jacob Hollister had a minute. Jimmy Graham was decent for a while. Like their new offensive coordinator in Seattle was with him in LA. He brought him 
over. So I think Gerald Everett has a really good season. Huge sleeper. Interesting. I had Gerald Everett as a sleeper as well. Um, for the same reasons that you did, Russ leans on tight ends, sort of like a bailout. I like it. Um, to me, another sleeper, and you're kind of forced to go deep with tight end because I think there's a, I think there is a drop off. Although there's still talent, there is a drop off after the fourth or fifth round. Uh, Logan Thomas, for me, who I think is solid. Uh, let's see if he can stay on the field. I like him now with um, with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, ADP is 78. I think he can be a little bit better than eighth round. If he can stay on the field, I like him. You may have him as a bust. 100%. Because, <laughs> but I think the town is there. Like, I don't know. These guys, Logan Thomas, Jordan Reed, these players who, you know, can't really stay on the field. Evan Ingram, they, they appeal to me. I, I don't know why. I get sucked in every year. And, and and then disappointed. We'll get to Logan Thomas, my bust category for sure. Uh, my second sleeper though is Jared Cook, who I get sucked into every year. He's not even getting drafted in most leagues. He's filling the Hunter Henry role. And are we sure he's not as good as Hunter Henry? Because I think he's probably as good as Hunter Henry. So I think that's amazing value. And I love Jared Cook. I don't know why, but I can't quit him. I'm 100% out on Jared Cook. He's one of my busts, but to answer your question, I think he could definitely do what Hunter Henry did. I just don't think he will. And what Hunter Henry did was miss six games every season. So, yeah, Jared <laughs> Cook could probably do that, too. I think Jared Cook, if you're drafting him, and I could see why he's not being drafted, he's also in his mid-30s at this point. Um, he's going to get you a game where he probably puts up 120 yards and two touchdowns. And that's it for the year. But you'll be guessing. That is possible. But... As a sleeper, as a guy not getting drafted, I think Jared Cook's going to give you some value. Who's your next sleeper? Uh, well, we're very high on the Rams, so I think Tyler Higby, who is going uh, just about the sixth round. Sorry, the eighth round. Sorry about that. Um, 72nd overall. I, I think he can do well. I think, I think he's going to be a nice red zone target. I think he got paid, what, two years ago? I wouldn't reach for him, but I think he can perform better than than this. So he's one of my sleepers. He is a guy I did reach for in last night's draft. He kept falling a little bit, and I was like, that value is too good. So I took Tyler Higby. I like him a lot this season. Move on to Bus Web. My first guy is your favorite sleeper, Logan Thomas. He's going in round eight right now, and I just don't believe in the health. Uh, there's more options to throw to in Washington now. Elite talent. And he could end up being like the number four tight end, I think, pretty easily. But I just... Most of my busts and stayaways have been health-related. I, I am more worried about that than basically anything else in fantasy. The best of it, the best ability is availability. And I am not sure in Logan Thomas's ability there. That's all. That's fair, buddy. That's fair. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is my next bust. I'm not big on him at all. I think he's... Great talent, high draft pick, but ADP is 52. Um, as a tight end, that's not that high, but I'm thinking about all the other positions you could you can fill on your team, all the other players. Are you going to draft him before Justin Herbert or Aaron Rodgers or yes. Dak Prescott? Yes. Okay, because I'm not. TJ Hawkinson with Matt Stafford, who has the big arm who throws a lot, who was in a lot of garbage time situations. Uh, caught 67 balls last year. 
720 yards, 723 yards, six touchdowns. Um, played all 16 games. This is his third year this season. People are predicting a huge uh, breakout year for him. He's with Jared Goff now. I don't think Jared Goff is a very good quarterback. I also don't remember Jared Goff leaning on tight ends that much. I'm just a little concerned that TJ Hawkinson is going way too early. The fifth round, I get it. I get the appeal. He's a big body target for Jared Goff. But remember, it's Jared Goff. You got you to gotta lower expectations. And I've just seen Jared Goff's uh, performance with tight ends. I don't remember him being very tight end friendly quarterback. You got Tyler Higby paid. You got Tyler Higby paid. But we were both shocked because Tyler Higby didn't really do much. I'm not saying he deserved to get paid, but he got paid because of him, okay? <laughs> okay, he'll get you money. Yeah. He will advocate for you. Yes. I have TJ Hawkinson in a different category later. So I like it best when we disagree because I know you will not take any of the guys I love. So that's good for me. Coop, in the fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, I will not touch TJ Hawkinson. So have no fear. Hawkinson will be there. <laughs> At least for my me. next. He's actually being kept in our league, so he's not available, which hurts. See, I didn't even know that. <laughs> didn't care. My, my next bust is TJ Hawkinson's college teammate, Noah Fant, in Denver. Do you believe in Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball to anybody? Because I don't. No, not really. I was on Team Teddy for a while. I, I don't believe in these Denver receivers for the exact same reason. I, I love Noah Fant's talent. I just don't think he'll have the the catches or the targets to produce as a top 10 tight end so i'm avoiding no offense at all costs <sighs> okay this is going to contradict what i said earlier but the disclaimer is that i hadn't been um really analyzing mock drafts at that point as much as i should have kyle pitts uh who i think is going a little early i know coop and i had a discussion on the podcast before and he asked me when would i when would i take kyle pitts i think i said third round and coop said uh well he's probably going in like the fourth and i was like oh okay maybe the fourth i don't think i'd take him that early um i have taken him in mocks and i just don't feel good about it he's going in the fifth round i think i would wait if he was available i don't feel comfortable doing it pulling the the trigger that early i think matt ryan has some really bad games uh on the road and i just don't know how how kyle pitts especially rookie tight ends they don't really fare well uh i know uh, Kyle Pitts is sort of a different animal, um, but I'm worried that early. Uh, he is my number two tight end to stay away from. I agree a thousand percent. I love Kyle Pitts. I thought he was our, the second best player in the draft behind Trevor Lawrence. I think he's amazing, but he's the number four tight end being drafted right now. He's a rookie. Like you said, rookie tight ends never produce. I cannot remember one good rookie tight end ever. I just think that. The the block he's already not great as a blocker, but the blocking uh, roles he has to take on with the pass catching, I think it's going to be a huge climb for him to get adjusted to the NFL. And I want nothing to do with Kyle Pitts this year. And I think the second year he'll be a top four guy. But right now, I just it's all hype, and I agree with you. I would don't I want nothing to do with him. Who's your first day away tight end? Yeah, man. Uh... So I didn't have I didn't have Kyle Pitts solo as a stayaway tight end. Um, Zach Ertz. I don't know how many people are actually reaching for Zach Ertz because he's going pretty late. I wish Philly would have just traded him already. So my keeper Dallas Goddard 
could uh, have a clear-cut role. Um, but it seemed like Zach Ertz wanted out of Philly, and then recent recently he's been coming out and saying, uh, you know, that he's committed here and all that stuff, and he just makes the the, the situation a little um, cloudy with Goddard there. So I'm concerned. Very fair. Very fair. And I have Goddard in a category later for that exact reason. Uh, my first stay away, a gigantic stay away, is Rob Gronkowski. He's the number 12 tight end being drafted right now in round 11. Do you remember him doing anything in the regular season at all last season? I think he had one game, like midseason. That was fine. Yeah, so no. exactly. He does nothing all season. He will be there in the playoffs and he will dominate. But until then, they will not use him at all. They, ha- they gave him $10 million for weeks 18, 19, 20. That's what he's there for. And that's when he'll come in. And before that, do not draft him. Leave Gronkowski off your team. Interesting that you say that. Um, so I talked about Daniel Jones having a big year and him having multiple tight ends to stay away from. I would stay away from both of those tight ends. Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I think they'll both be features. Evan Ingram's in a, in a contract year, I believe. Um, I'll have to double check that. But Evan, Evan Ingram's going in the 14th round. I don't want him on my team at all because I'm never going to start him because I can't trust him. So 14th round or 20th round. I'm never starting him as a tight end, ever. Very reasonable. Do you have any more stayaways? My list is done for stayaways. Um, maybe Eric Ebron. <laughs> Webb, you are the best. Uh, because both of my bounce back guys were in your stayaway category. Okay, perfect. I have Eric Ebron as a bounce back category. And I'm going to say this off the bat. He admittedly cannot catch. That's a problem. But he's not being drafted. And I think two years ago, he was, or three years ago, he had double-digit touchdowns. Uh, there's more options in Pittsburgh now. Big Ben is healthy. I, I think he is worth a last-round pick just on upside. I think he could do some, he could make some noise a little bit, I think. Who is your bounce-back first guy? Sorry, I have uh, Dallas Goddard as a bounce-back guy. And I had high expectations for him last year. He got hurt a lot. He missed, I want to say, a month. And then even when he came back, I just couldn't tell if it was him or Ertz. There was this confusion in terms of knowing which one to start. I think I may have had both in the league. It was bad. Uh, but I have him as a bounce-back candidate. Um, I think they're going to slowly phase Earth, Ertz out, although not all the way, so I'm a little anxious when I play him. But I think he's the guy, at least in their future plans. And um, he had a down year last year. He's never really had a big year. But last year was supposed to be his breakout season, and he only caught 46 balls uh, for 524 yards, three touchdowns, which is the lowest in his career. I have him as a bounce back. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, my next bounce back is a guy, again, as your bust. It's Evan Ingram. And I'm going to qualify again. He has killed me in fantasy numerous times. But the Giants have receiving weapons now. He should see the easiest coverages he's seen in his career. I think as a rookie, he was the Giants' number one receiver. He's going in round 14. I think there is upside there, so I think Evan Ringham could bounce back this year. All right, cool. Um, I think that was the only bounce back I had, really. Okay, let's move on to tight ends to reach for. Uh, my first one is the guy Webb hates. It's TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> he is going at the end of round five. In a PPR league, I would take him at the end of round three, early round four. I think my prediction was he would lead that division in receptions. I think he's going to have over 100 catches this year. T.J. Hawkins is going to have a gigantic year. Their new coach, 
in Detroit is the former tight end coach in New Orleans. All they're going to do is run the ball and throw the tight end. That's going to be their whole offense. Hawkinson is going to eat in that offense. Webb is going to look foolish, and I am looking forward to all of it. Only one can be right. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, this is what makes fantasy football great. All the debates, all the guys that you stay away from, all the guys I stay away from. And then, you know, uh, Mark Andrews is a guy that I think you can reach a little bit for because I don't trust Lamar Jackson to consistently throw to any pass catcher except Mark Andrews. I like Mark Andrews a lot. Um, if you miss out on one of those, you know, elite tight ends, Kittle, Kelsey, uh, Waller, Mark Andrews. I would, I think I would take Mark Andrews before I took um, uh, Kyle Pitts, to be honest. I'd rather wait on Mark Andrews. His ADP is 50. So, so he's not that much later than Kyle Pitts at 47, but I think he's going to get a lot of red zone targets. Whatever Lamar does not vulture, I think it's going to go to Mark Andrews. I think he's solid. Uh, he's still very young. He's 26. Uh, you know, he's he got... 88 targets last year, um, which is eh, only 58 balls caught. But I think, like you said, Lamar is going to be running a lot. Lamar is going to be doing a lot on offense. And I think he's going to need some bailouts. And I could see him. I could see Mark Andrews having a, a big year. I would reach for him. Yeah, and all the Baltimore receivers are hurt and their running backs are hurt. So that's a good choice. He's probably their number one player on offense right now. So good choice. Uh, my second guy <laughs> is Dallas Goddard. Uh, he was. I thought he was good when Ertz was hurt last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's going at the end of round nine. I would take him at the beginning of round eight and feel pretty good about it. I think the Eagles trade Zach Ertz at some point this season. They're going to be one of the worst teams in that division. Playoffs out of line. Someone's going to get hurt, and I think Ertz gets traded. So I think Dallas Goddard keeps the job to himself. I just think he has a, he has a good year. I believe in Dallas Goddard this year. Hope to God that you're right because I kept him in our league, although only round 15. So nothing really, not a real huge loss. Uh, George Kittle is uh, my next uh, player to reach for. His ADP is 30 overall. It's the third round. Uh, what can I say about George Kittle? There's a debate still, right? As to who's the best tight end in the league. George Kittle or Travis Kelsey. Obviously, George Kittle was hurt last year, only played eight games. Only played a full season once in his career. Um, but he's going in the third round. And yeah, I just think other than the running, other than running the football, he's the guy that's going to catch balls. And he um, he's a great tight end. He's a great threat. He was going earlier uh, in his career in drafts. And I'm not really sure why he's so low. I love George Kittle this year. Good choice. I had a very hard debate between him and Darren Waller last night. And I went Waller just because of Kittle's health. But I think there's a very good chance Kittle ends up as the number one receiver, the number one tight end this year. Yeah. I love George Kittle. He's amazing. And and if Kittle is the number one tight end, obviously that shoots his performance way up. He's, he's basically a sleeper. <laughs> Honestly, if he's drafted at 30 overall and he can end up being a top 12 player maybe, Top 15? Like, that's that's major. The talent is there. The talent between him and Kelsey is debatable. It's just the health. Yeah. And I love Kittle, for sure. Well, I think that ends our fantasy show. Do you have anyone else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Because I, I do want to mention Sony Michelle. I think he will have a decent year this year. 
I didn't talk about him yet. Uh, there's a couple more guys that I just want to give a quick shout out before I get out of here. Not sleepers, but guys I kind of like. I believe in CeeDee Lamb. I believe in Dar- uh, Damian Harris, the New England running back. And I believe in Paris Campbell, the Colts receiver, as a very deep sleeper. Those are some guys that I would be looking out for at the end of my drafts and beginning. Just, I think they're going to have better years than you think. Is there anyone else like that that you think you want to mention before we get out of here? Yeah, just a couple guys on my list. Um, Melvin Gordon, I think, is going uh, kind of late. Um, obviously, Javante is going to play into his his usage. But I still think Melvin Gordon is solid. He's in a contract here. I think he can do well. He had a solid year last year. Corey Davis, I think, is going very late. Um, potentially number one receiver on the Jets. ADP is 112. Um, Dan Arnold, not being drafted, really. So there's no ADP for him. But he can be solid. I think he'll have some some, uh, some decent weeks. Not a tight end that you want to rely upon. Maybe if you're drafting him, you probably have uh, a, a slate of tight ends. Um, let me see who else. Uh, someone I didn't talk about, but I'm very high on who I would reach for. Calvin Ridley, who I think is going very late in drafts. Not very late, but later than he should. Um, He is the fourth receiver off the board, but there is about five uh, picks in between him and Stephon Diggs. And I think Calvin Ridley can have an absolutely monster year this year. Be a top three receiver in the league. Sorry for fantasy, I should say. And uh, I think he's going later than he should, so... That's all I wanted to mention. Good choices. Good choices for sure. Okay. uh, That ends our fantasy show. We'll be back on Thursday with our complete award predictions, division predictions, recaps, and our team game where we pick, Webb and I each pick every team in the league based on wins, divisions. I won our contest last year, dominated him. So Webb will try and make a comeback this season. I have no faith in him. Webb, I love this fantasy show. I think we are ready for tomorrow's draft. I think the listeners are more informed. I think we did a good job. What do you think? Yeah, I think listeners who were debating certain players or who really were, you know, taking a particular player, no matter the cost, will second guess some of those decisions. Guys who are targeting players that we thought were busts, and guys who were sleeping on players who we said we should you should reach for, I think this will this will persuade some some uh, fantasy managers to you know make better decisions for sure. So everyone, please follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. Be out. <laughs>